Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 99, The Green-Eyed Monster. It's February 28, 2023. I'm your host, Lisa A. Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, etc. I am also a member of the Newsweek Expert Forum. What I do is I help people be happy, healthy, and well-loved even when life is extremely difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any way, and my music is by Howie Moscovich. The green-eyed monster. Oh my heavens. <laughs> the green-eyed monster I'm referring to is envy, jealousy, and resentments. And this happens all over the place, at work, at home, in groups, everywhere people are. And we typically don't talk about it. So of course, we're going to talk about it here because that's what I do. We talk about the things that people aren't talking about, which would make a difference. If you happen to be new to my content, I hope you're going to visit my website at www.lisaalundy.com to enter my current giveaway. If you are listening to this podcast, it's important for you to know that I am not a medical professional, I am not a therapist, and this podcast and all of my other content and materials are not intended to be medical advice or therapy advice in any capacity. That's my disclaimer. This is not medical or therapy advice. You should get your medical or therapy advice from a licensed healthcare provider. If you are listening to this podcast and you are feeling hopeless, depressed, suicidal, like life is too hard for you, I'm asking you to stop and call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That number again is 1-800-273-8255. There is an awful lot of help available for you if you will make the call and take the help. Post on social media, talk to people, tell people, let people help you. There's no reason to feel ashamed or embarrassed. It happens and it happens way more than you know. My next little housekeeping item is for the deaf and hard of hearing community. I now have transcripts for my podcast. I am working on the turnaround time. So the podcast, once a podcast is published within, you know, 24 hours or as soon as possible, a transcript will be generated and then made available both on the rss.com platform, my hosting platform, as well as my website. So be patient. All the other podcasts, previous to this week are all, the transcripts are all up on both sites. And my commitment to you, if you're in the deaf or hard of hearing community, is that I'm working on doing a better job with my speaking pace and speaking more clearly so the podcast transcripts are more accurate. So hopefully you have a little forgiveness for me. I'm working on it. All right. Now, what do I mean by the green-eyed monster? Well, it's very interesting because I looked up the phrase to see where did that phrase come from. It's actually an idiom, and it's attributable to or attributed to William a William Shakespeare play, Othello. 
from 1604. So for the purposes of this podcast, I'm lumping together jealousy, envy, and resentment, even though they are three separate things. Because we, we just don't nitpick and, and get into the like slice and dice things to that kind of refined level. And oftentimes, by the way, when there's jealousy, there's sometimes envy and sometimes resentment. So they kind of travel in a pack, if you will, often. Envy in the dictionary as a noun is defined as a feeling of discontented or resentful longing aroused by someone else's possessions, qualities, or luck. And as a verb, it's the desire to have a quality, possession, or desirable attribute belonging to someone else. So that's envy. Jealous as an adjective, is feeling or showing envy of someone or their achievements and advantages, feeling or showing suspicion of someone's unfaithfulness in a relationship, or being fiercely protective or vigilant of one's rights or possessions, feeling threatened or fearful of losing one's position or possessions to another. So, In psychology, they might not agree with that dictionary definition because they do distinguish between envy and jealousy, but that is the dictionary definition. And then resentment is is defined in the dictionary as bitter indignation at having been treated unfairly or the perception of being treated unfairly. So those are the definitions for envy, jealousy, or being jealous and resentful, and I'm lumping them together for purposes of this podcast. If you want to slice and dice it, go right ahead. This issue, the green-eyed monster, underlies many different events and situations that happen in life, yet we're not talking about it, and it goes undistinguished. So if you experience... For yourself, if you're jealous frequently or you feel envy or you feel resentful, that can be a signal or a sign that growth and development, that there's something for you to get to work on and that would be helpful because it can't feel good to feel jealous, envious, or resentful. Now, I'm one of those people that almost never feels resentful, jealous, or envious, even though sometimes people think I should, because I'm happy for other people when things go their way. I'm really excited, like wildly excited about other people's successes. So if you're one of these people that feels jealousy or envy or resentment or are resentful on a, you know, regular basis, this podcast is really for you. Like you really want to sit up and pay attention. Now, there are plenty of you who may be listening and you are the target of someone's jealousy, envy, or resentment, the green-eyed monster. This podcast is also for you because that doesn't, that doesn't feel good either. Like I've been, it's been a big source of people's actions against me throughout my entire life. But when I was younger, I didn't recognize that it was resentment or jealousy or um, envy, the green-eyed monster. So whether you're someone who's the target of someone else's jealousy, envy, or resentment, 
or you're feeling jealous, envious, or resentment. This podcast has benefit for both sides. So who are the most likely targets of jealousy, envy, or resentments? The green-eyed monster. Well, you might be surprised, but it's kind of, it can happen to anyone and everyone. Someone could even be, you know, green-eyed over the fact that you're in a relationship or that you're married or that you have children or that, you know, like people can be Uh, turn into the green-eyed monster over the smallest things. So successful people, people who are leaders, this especially happens if you're an innovative thinker or you're a leader or you think big or dream big or do anything differently than the rest of society. People who are really happy are often targets. People who are wealthy frequently experience that uh, at some level from other people. It can happen to literally any person at any time at the hands of another. And it's not always uh, what you might think. So I'll clear that up a little bit later. But it happens all the time. And it happens all over the place. But I do want to just pause for one second and talk about who's unlikely. Who is unlikely to be the green-eyed monster? Who's unlikely to be jealous or envious or resentful. Well, the people who have the healthy self-esteem are least likely to experience it because they feel good about themselves. And the people who have high emotional intelligence absolutely are least likely to to be the green-eyed monster or experience the green-eyed monster because they're happy for other people. People who really don't care about what people think of them are also less likely to experience envy, jealousy, or resentment. And, um, you know, people who have confidence. So there are some people who are so, so, so far away from experiencing the green-eyed monster or becoming the green-eyed monster because they do life a little differently and they feel differently. Now, I want to talk to you about why is it that some people get into this green-eyed monster deal. And there are several reasons. One is low self-esteem. Another one is irrational thinking, which you may not, if you don't know what rational thinking is, that's kind of like having a clear view of the world. And irrational thinking is like having a warped view of the world, looking at the world through like a carnival funhouse mirror, all distorted and not knowing that it's distorted. People who are narcissists or have a narcissistic personality, psychopaths, sociopaths, people who operate from certain beliefs or attitudes. So I did a podcast yesterday on empowering attitudes and beliefs. And one attitude that some people have is a scarcity mentality, or it could be a scarcity belief. And those people are definitely going to be prone to being jealous, envious, and resentful because if you have something, that means there's less for them. So that's a mentality or belief that leaves people in the lurch. People who lack self-awareness. This will come up when I give some, some examples. And you will think, who in the right mind would do that stuff? People who lack self-awareness do all kinds of stuff. Not good stuff, by the way. Um, People who have undistinguished beliefs. So in the empowering attitudes and beliefs, oftentimes we have beliefs 
in our subconscious and unconscious mind that we haven't distinguished. We don't know that we have a certain belief. And some of those beliefs, if you didn't know about them, could leave you with the green-eyed monster, could leave you being the green-eyed monster, okay? Like if you feel like you deserve this or you're entitled to this or you think people are bad or lazy. I mean, there's a lot of different beliefs you might have, undistinguished, that could lead you down the green-eyed monster path. People who are prone to obsessive thinking, and when I say obsessive thinking, I mean like they ruminate or they brood or they catastrophize or they do negative thinking. For them, they might be more prone to the green-eyed monster because their time is just kind of going over and over and over different situations. People who are paranoid or, or experience paranoia are also more, more prone. I mean, it doesn't mean that they're absolutely, but they have a higher tendency. People who are power hungry or power grabbers, there's quite a few people, but those are some underlying reasons. Now, I want to really explain to you something that's not really jealousy, envy, or resentment, but it might come across that way. So you understand this little tiny piece of psychology. Sometimes when you have something good happen to you, could be you got a new job, could be you got you found a guy or a girl or whatever, something good, and you're sharing that news with a friend or family or whomever, like somebody that you're close with, you're sharing your good news, sometimes they might get triggered, like subconsciously triggered, and then they might lash out, which you could think is jealousy, envy, or resentment. But what it might actually be is you've scratched the insecurity that they have. It could be low self-esteem, or it could just be a deep-seated insecurity that they're not worthy or they're not deserving. And so this is all below their consciousness. This is below their, their awareness, and they might just kind of screech out at you or say unpleasant things to you right after you've shared some good news. And, and this happens, it's actually very common. So when you experience, if that's what happened in a response to your good news, it may not be the green-eyed monster. It may be that their own personal insecurity or their low self-esteem or something else got triggered. So I want to bring that up so you have compassion for that because that's very different. That's very, that is very different from some of the examples I'm going to get into. And that really has nothing to do with you. It's not a statement about you or an indictment of you. And it's, in my opinion, not really jealousy, envy, or resentment. It's not the green-eyed monster. Now, if that happens to you, and it's happened to me, and it happens, this is common. You can find you can find it on the web, and this has happened to lots of people. Sometimes when that happens, the person who kind of lashes out at you or has a poor response to your good news, they're going to feel bad, typically. If they're a good person, they're going to feel bad. They might be ashamed, they might be embarrassed, and they might then retreat from you because they really don't know how to handle it, which is reasonable, totally reasonable. So this is not, in my opinion, 
jealousy, envy, or resentment. This is a subconscious trigger of either their unworthiness, low self-esteem, etc. And how you handle that, that's up to you. Now, when it's happened to me in the past, sometimes I, I have been known to write a short note to someone and say, hey, not bringing up the incident, by the way. No, we don't rehash things if we don't have to. No, 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 no. Why? You don't do that. I mean, you can do that. You're welcome to do that. I don't do that. But just send someone a short note saying, hey, um, just want to let you know how much I love you, how much I appreciate you for however long we've been friends or whatever the relationship is. And it's okay if you don't want to be friends with me. You know, I'm not for everybody, blah, blah, blah. But just wanted you to know how I feel about you. And oftentimes that's enough for someone to go, oh, okay. And either they apologize or we just pretend it never happened. <laughs> We pretend it never happened, and I'm okay with that too, because you don't have to slice and dice everything. But I want you to understand there's a difference between someone who's, you know, really on hell bent on being uh, malicious or vindictive in in their uh, with their green eyed monster. All right, so that's something that will happen. We know about that in psychology. And it's not a reflection of you. It's not a reflection of your relationship with them either. And they won't have access to understand why did they react that way. So I'm telling you why they might have reacted that way in, in hopes that you're going to have some compassion for them and not ditch the relationship if otherwise it's good. Now, sometimes if the relationship isn't really healthy or good, you know, that might just be the straw that broke the camel's back. But that's very different. So I want to now start get diving into the whole green-eyed monster. What are the different ways that the green-eyed monster shows up? Well, there's several. Character assassination is one. Drilling holes in your boat is another. Public humiliation. Negative gossiping about you. Backstabbing. Rallying people against you, particularly over a perceived wrong or injustice making you out to be the bad guy, telling half-truths, leaving you out or excluding you on purpose, and doing a power grab or trying to take your power away. So those are common tactics that show up when someone is in the mode of the green-eyed monster, and they may not in that moment know that. And frequently, people who become the green-eyed monster, lack self-awareness to even be aware. So I'm going to give you some examples, which I'm hopeful will make this really clear. So uh, one example is um, there was this person who attended an event. I'm leaving out all kinds of details so that no one can pinpoint the person I'm talking about. And they were at an event. They were actually up on stage giving out awards for something. I don't know the details, but they there are photographs. They were at the event. They were up on stage doing something. Who knows? So they were there, and they were obviously participating. Because when you're at an event, not everybody gets invited to go on stage to give out things or receive things or what have you. So they were there, but this is what happened. Sometime later, this person decided that they were wronged and that there was this injustice that they were excluded. Clearly, they were at the event. Clearly, they were at the event 
at a level they were on stage. But after the fact, it's, it's really like symptomatic of a warped view of life. They decided they were wronged. They decided that not enough was done for them or their friends or whoever they were with or whatever. And they went about to really do character assassination of an, of another group of people as a result. Now, did people understand that this person was resentful and envious and jealous? Well, yes, they did, but they didn't call this person out on their behavior. <laughs> what, what happened? What happened instead was, I'm laughing, it's not funny, but um, what happened instead of people going to this person saying, hey, you're being a jerk, like, hey, knock it off. Hey, you were there. What are you talking about? You were excluded. Instead, people came to me and apologized to me for that person's behavior. So I'm not one to get into rehashing stuff. I just said to people, well, thank you so much. That's very kind of you. Not necessary, but thank you and no problem. And I didn't discuss it because what's the point of discussing someone's bad behavior? I don't know. I'm not interested in discussing people's bad behaviors. But they didn't go back to the person to say, look, and, and then it just, it just snowballed. They just could not let go. <laughs> they, and they kept, this is what I call throwing yourself under the bus. So they threw themselves wildly under the bus and, and caused a lot of hard feelings and re really did a number unknowingly because they lacked self-awareness and also because some of their people, their coworkers or friends or whoever it was, didn't have the bravery or courage or whatever, assertiveness or something, to say to them, look, you were at that event, you were on stage, knock it off that you were excluded or knock it off that they didn't do enough for you. Like, just stop it because you look ridiculous. That would have made a difference, I would suspect, but, it, but that's not what happened. So public... Public humiliation. <laughs> I know. No, people do this stuff. People do this stuff everywhere. I mean, even on TV shows, one I won't mention, although I'm very upset about it, like extremely upset about it. Um, so years ago, I was in a group in public and someone set out to publicly humiliate me. Now, they yelled across a room. Now, this is in a public building. And there were probably about 40 people there yelled across the room, a very degrading, uh, nasty comment to which I didn't reply. I didn't look up. I didn't acknowledge them. Like I pretended they weren't there. I mean, I knew they were there and I heard them. Everybody else heard them, but I didn't even look up to pan the rest of the people in the room to see what people were, you know, what they were doing. So the same person, you know, like a minute or whatever later yells another derogatory comment to which I don't reply. And then there's a third comment only this time they're getting very agitated and very loud. Now, now there's no question. They have everybody's attention in the room, except that not everybody in the room knew who they were talking to. I knew they were talking to me, but not everybody in the room knew. So eventually after the third nasty, vicious comment, I looked up, looked over and said, I heard you the first time. That's all I said. And then I went back 
I panned the room. I did pan the room when that, since I had my head up and people were just horrified. People were just like draw, dropping, oh my, oh my God, like they couldn't believe what was happening and when it happened, but nobody said anything. So eventually I thought to myself, hmm, this could go, this could get even worse because they clearly lack self-control. I better get myself out of here so it doesn't continue and, that, and that's what I did. But, you know, did I look bad? No. Did people feel bad for me? Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. I can't tell you the comments or you'd know like where and what happened. But did people think that person was an absolute terrible, awful, awful person? Oh, yes, they did. They absolutely did. Just them throwing themselves under the bus. Now, I do believe in compassion. That's what, like my big thing. And I understand people who lack emotional abilities will sometimes lose control. And when they're jealous of you or they're envious of you or they resent you, you become their whipping post. You become their target. And had I had I known that in college, I, some painful experiences might not have been so painful. So if you understand people are operating out of the green-eyed monster that they don't even have control over themselves, you, it can take a little bit of the sting out of some very, very bad things. Where we find the green-eyed monster sometimes getting its origins or getting started is in families. And sometimes parents contribute to their children developing envy, jealousy, and resentment because the parents play favorites. Parents do other things that can trip can contribute to their children feeling um, insecure or having low self-esteem or having depression or anxiety. But one of the big places where this happens is in families of origin. According to Psychology Today from February 3rd, 2020, up to 80% of youth experience some form of sibling maltreatment, yet it's often called the forgotten abuse. Therapists frequently overlook it, and usually the perpetrator is an older, often the eldest, exploiting the emotional dependence and weakness of a younger sibling. That is a quote from the Psychology Today article titled, Sibling Bullying and Abuse, the Hidden Epidemic. So here we have up to 80% of, of children being either maltreated or bullied or you know mistreated in some fashion. How is that going to leave them feeling loved and feeling good about themselves? So when we look at the origins of the green-eyed monster and envy, resentment, and uh, jealousy, it often starts in childhood where, where children don't receive all the things that they need to have healthy self-esteem and feel good about themselves. So if you're a parent or about to be a parent, or you expect someday to be a parent, or you're a grandparent, I would request, I am requesting that you go to my podcast list and listen to the podcast I did that's called Making Your Children Be Nice to Each Other. I'm requesting that if you're a parent or a grandparent, or even an aunt and uncle, or even work with kids, 
or you're going to be a parent someday or you're a parent, to go listen to that podcast because you want to protect your child or your children from addictions, low self-esteem, potentially from suicide, and this needs to change. Hate to break it to you. All right, now at work, this the green-eyed monster shows up at work. Oh my heavens, yes, it does. And and actually in many different forms. You know, it can be supervisor to, you know, someone who works for them. It can be upper level management to upper level management. It it happens, you know, all in all different forms because because wherever people are, particularly people who don't have self-esteem, particularly people who have low self-awareness, and particularly people who have certain beliefs, you're going to find the green-eyed monster. So I want to tell you that I was at a conference one year, and, and I was in a particular job, which was why I was at the conference. And this woman came up to me, and she was indignant that I had been hired and put in the job that I was in, and not her. Well, I didn't ask for the job. I didn't apply for the job. I was sought out and asked to fill the position of which I did. I thought about it and I I said, yes, okay, I'll do that. But it wasn't a job that I asked for or applied for. So here is this woman at this conference browbeating me and just completely indignant that I, like who am I, that I had the job she should have been given. So I'm like, okay, well, I, I need to go over here and I just exited. I'm, I'm just not going to, I just don't, I don't do drama well. I don't like confrontation and I particularly don't like negative things. That's not a positive conversation. So I, you know, made my escape. Well, then I find out later from one of the people I reported to that she had gone around to the leadership body indignant and complaining that I was in the job and not her. So (laughs) she threw herself under the bus. Like she just flattened herself because here's the irony. Had she not had such low self-esteem or low self-awareness or not been so, you know, filled with the green eyed monster, she could have made herself the case for her to get the job if I ever left. Well, I stayed in that job for five and a half years, and I don't know how many years in I was when this happened, a couple years in probably, I don't know. She could have laid the case and been like my successor. She could have had the job next, but instead her behavior was so unappealing and unattractive that um, the one guy I worked for said, oh, don't you worry, she will never get your job. We would never have her, never, ever, ever have her. And so she just ruined her own future by her own jealousy. Now, I have tons of work stories that I could get into, which I won't because I try to keep my podcast under an hour. But let me tell you, this happens, oh my gosh, all the time at work, all the time. But we don't typically use the green-eyed monster or the terms jealousy, envious, being envious or or resentful. So, but it would be helpful. And, and, uh, anyway, so in, it also happens in both friendships and intimate love relationships. So I learned when I was a kid that there are some people who could only have one best friend at a time. 
Oh, I didn't know that at the time, but I was in that boat where I was the best friend and the only friend for one, one of my friends, but I'm not a like one friend kind of person. I'm the more the merrier, bring it on. We'd love to have you join our friend group. I'm that person. I'm the person who includes everyone. I'm inclusive. Now, the only time I'll exclude someone is if they're a bad actor and they've caused a lot of hard feelings. If someone causes a lot of hard feelings, a lot of hurt feelings, and is divisive in a group, yes, I will exclude them. Because groups don't need divisive people. We don't. And that's about the only time I would ever exclude someone. But anyway, so I had this friend and she got upset because I had other friends. So my mom was explaining to me, like, thank the Lord, God rest her soul. I had this very, very wise mother. And she said, Lisa, some people can only have one good friend. Like they, that's how they're organized. That's how they're wired. So that person can only have one good friend at a time. You're it and you're not it because you've got all these other friends now and they're not happy. So they have to move on. They're upset. They're upset that you have other friends. And I was like, oh, wow. It just wouldn't, I'm just not that kind of person that I would think having more friends is a bad thing. Now, um, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes when you have really close friendships, there will, the, the true nature of someone will eventually appear. And that could be that they're jealous, envious, or resentful, and they might do cruel things to you. I talked in a past podcast, a prior podcast, about being excluded on a shore trip that I was planning. So I was planning the shore trip with friends, and it got hijacked by one of the friends. Now, three of the friends had no idea that I was intentionally excluded. They were told I wasn't available. That wasn't true. I was available. My trip was hijacked and I was excluded, which all came out. Uh, so it happens with platonic friendships where someone will get overtaken by the green-eyed monster and then do something. Now, the, the aftermath of that short trip that got hijacked was you know, I sent a simple, direct, clear email saying, Hey, I was planning a short trip, so I'm not sure how this went down that I was excluded, but I'm feeling confused. I'm, I'm looking for clarity on how that happened. And so my insecurities have surfaced. So I'm looking for some reassurance. It was very short, very, you know, I, and, oh, well, guess what? Three of the people immediately knew that they had not been, they'd been lied to. The one who was the green eyed monster was furious because the truth was out and they were seen as who they were, which was, somebody was envious, envious, jealous, or resentful. Now, so it happens in friendships. It does. It's sad, but it is what it is. And it also happens in love relationships. Now, sometimes when you're in a love relationship, your deepest wounds and insecurities can kind of get scratched open or they can come to the surface. Hopefully you're in a healthy relationship and someone's not triggering your insecurities or doing things on purpose to make you feel jealous or envious or resentful. I mean, there are people who do do that on purpose. Those are not good people. Those are typically abusers, psychopaths, 
sociopaths. They're, they're not healthy, good people, and you want to run from them. <clears throat> because nobody wants to be in a relationship. Why would you want to be in a relationship with someone who's going to intentionally try to make you jealous? I do not know. Now, I do know in domestic abuse, that happens frequently. Because abusers want to crush your soul, abusers want to take your light, abusers want to take your happiness, abusers even want to take your money. Yes, I know. So that's not a healthy, good thing. So what you want to have is transparency so that your insecurities don't come up. So the green-eyed monster will show up in platonic and romantic relationships and you want to deal with it the best that you can and if it's a common occurrence if, if you're in a relationship with someone who's not transparent in doing things to kind of scratch or surface your insecurities that in my opinion is a no-go and it really does happen it is kind of almost the modus operandi of a domestic abuser if you haven't seen the power and control wheel, that I would look up if you're in an abusive relationship because it is about power and control. And making you jealous is, is something that will make them happy. So, so I want to talk to you about dealing with your emotions. So first off, I'm going to divide this up. If you're the target of jealousy, envy, or resentment, well, first of all, that does, that's that does not make you feel good. And it's typically often like not your fault. I mean, people will be jealous, envious, or resentful for you for being happy or for you for um, being married or being in a relationship or even having a job or even having like all kinds of things can make people become the green-eyed monster. So, But if you're the target, you want to deal with your emotions about it you might not recognize right away that that's what's operating or that's what's going on, but you will figure it out eventually. Like I did, I did eventually figure out that the person who excluded me from the short trip was, you know, going through the green eyed monster. And then I could see, Oh, other times where their behavior wasn't really appropriate. So you've got to deal with your own emotions and you might feel hurt. Well, it depends on how much self-esteem you have, how hurt you're going to feel. So I have healthy self-esteem. So very, a lot of things that hurt other people, I wouldn't be hurt by. So it depends on the lens or the filter you look at life through. If you're looking at life through low self-esteem, it's predictable or very likely that you might feel deeply hurt or deeply wounded, which if someone's operating from the green eyed monster that you don't necessarily have to feel hurt or wounded, but you're going to want to go through manage, identifying, managing and processing your own emotions about it. And, you know, listen, people can do really viciously cruel things. So you've got to deal with your own emotions. Once you've kind of gone through the managing and processing of your emotions, hopefully you're not going to react. Hopefully you can, you have enough self-control. You're not going to react to someone being vicious, which if you do, you do like that's, that's normal too. 
but hopefully you're going to take the high road. You'll never regret taking the high road. I have a whole podcast about taking the high road and you just won't regret it. Like I, I promise you, you won't regret it. And I actually feel sorry for people who behave badly, like especially if there's a pattern and they do it repeatedly. I, I finally will, will not have people like that in my life once I get their number and figure it out. But I truly, genuinely feel deeply sorry for people who have the, the green-eyed monster on a regular basis. I mean, I really feel sorry for them. That's sad. It's sad. And I think you'll see why later on. So if you are the one, so if you're the target, you're going to have to deal with your emotions, get through it. Hopefully, if you have some healthy self-esteem, you're not feeling mortally wounded. And once you recognize they're just jealous, envious, or resentful, you know, the green-eyed monster has appeared, that might take some of the sting off, but you've got to get through your emotions. And then hopefully you take the high road. And if you haven't taken the high road and you did something like tit for tat, then if it were me, I would apologize. I have no shame about apologizing because I make mistakes all the time. I'm not trying to be perfect. I've made lots of mistakes in my life. Of course, if I knew they were a mistake, I wouldn't make them. I'm not making mistakes on purpose, people. Now, if you are the one who has been overcome by the green-eyed monster, then you want to take a look at yourself. Does this happen to you on a regular basis? Is this a once-in-a-lifetime, once-in-a-blue-moon thing? Or is this a little familiar? Because if you are prone to jealousy, envy, or resentment, if you're prone to feeling the green-eyed monster, then that is a clear signal. It's a clear sign that you need to get to work on yourself, for sure. Now, if you've been jealous, envious, or resentful, and you did anything bad, I would hope that you would apologize. Now, people who have low self-esteem or who have, you know, their, their self-awareness is completely off or lacking, those people frequently will never apologize. It's just not within them to be able to apologize. Another sign they need to grow and, and develop themselves. But if you're prone to feeling the green-eyed monster, what you're actually prone to is throwing yourself under the bus. Like, you won't know how badly you've done it because you're lacking. You're so lacking, you don't even see yourself flinging yourself under the bus. So I would, I would get to work on yourself. That's, that's what you need to do. Now, if this has been going on, sometimes you're going to have to make a decision about people. Like, are you going to continue to associate with them? Well, listen, if someone is constant, if you're constantly feeling jealous or envious or resentful of someone, why, why don't you get out of their circle if you can and until you can get yourself healthy and feeling better? I don't know why you'd want to put yourself in that position. I certainly will give people chance after chance after chance. And even if they've done something pretty nasty, like the hijacking a short trip, I will still give people a chance because I make mistakes and I want people to be able to make mistakes. Yeah, it turns out that was not a mistake. <laughs> that was not a mis that was not a mistake. So then I eventually get hip to people and say, yeah, that's that's not for me. So it's a red flag 
though. If you have a friend or you're in a romantic relationship or a coworker or wherever, family, whoever, that they are doing things intentionally to scratch your insecurities or make you feel jealous or envious, that's just red, red flag. So here's my question for you. If you're prone to, to the green-eyed monster, why aren't you happy for other people? Isn't that the question? Well, it is the question to me because someone tells me good news and I'm, I'm like, it could, might as well be my good news. I'm so happy for them. Why wouldn't you be happy for other people? I don't know. Well, we do kind of know that sometimes people have a belief system that, that leads them to think, well, if you have something good happen to you, that's less, there's less available for me. That's a scarcity mentality. And I don't recommend that. I, I would, if you have the scarcity mentality, I would listen to my podcast on empowering attitudes or beliefs. But sometimes people have beliefs that they haven't realized or recognized because beliefs are often below the surface in the subconscious, unconscious mind, and they don't know. And sometimes the reason people aren't happy for others is because they have beliefs or some other attitude or some other thing that they're not aware of. But my question is, why aren't you happy for other people? Why aren't you genuinely happy when good things happen to people that you know? Like, why not? Well, I have some, I have some reasons why. But you want to get straight with yourself. There's, there's one way to live, which may be how you've been living. And there's another way to live where you feel good about yourself. You are enjoying your life. Your life is cooking and you are really happy, like excited, happy. Like my, my people know when they share good news with me, it, it's like, it's my good news because I'm so happy for them. So why aren't you happy? So my next thing is, this is one of the problems, is to be up to something in life, like be up to having an amazing life. This is one reason why some people aren't happy for other people. They don't have enough going on in their own, their own lives, or they have problems they haven't dealt with, or they have issues they haven't dealt with. You want to be up to something. You want to be up to creating an amazing life for yourself all the time. Because then, how much time will you have to think about what other people are doing? Well, I don't think you would have very much. Well, I, I could tell you that you won't have time to do that. If you're up to creating this amazing, beautiful, wonderful life for yourself, you're not going to have time to sit around cogitating over what so-and-so has or what so-and-so did or what so-and-so is doing. Get a life. Now, I have some additional suggestions for you because I don't want you feeling bad. My whole thing is for you to be happy, be healthy, and be well-loved. If you're experiencing the green-eyed monster, meaning that you're feeling the green-eyed monster, that doesn't feel good to you. It can't feel good to you. And if you're the target, that doesn't feel good either, but you have, you have a different set of problems, like that you're the target. And quite frankly, there's not much you can do if you're the target because people will target you for all kinds of, you know, 
because you have great qualities or because you're really well loved or really well liked. All right, so my first suggestion to dealing with the green-eyed monster is for you to make sure you are having your own life be amazing. You want to get to work on yourself and your life so that you feel like, oh my gosh, pinch, pinch me. Is this my life? Is this my life? Oh my goodness, I can't believe it. It's miraculous. That's number one. Number two, self-awareness. Well, I think hopefully some of the examples made it clear that people who lack self-awareness, number one, they throw themselves freely under the bus, looking like a jack blank, looking terrible, and not even knowing how terrible they look. Like they're, it's so pathetic. So you don't want to be pathetic. You don't want people like mocking you behind your back, which is, by the way, what happened to some of these people. You don't want that. So you want to get straight and have self-awareness, which is, by the way, part of emotional intelligence. And emotional intelligence is when you have full control over your emotions. I mean, there's five components to it. I have several podcasts that will help you with that. But self-awareness is a piece of emotional intelligence, and you want to have emotional intelligence because it is amazing. The next thing is self-esteem. Self-esteem is, by all accounts, in the in the world, running low self-esteem is running at about 85% of the population. So 85% of the population, according to every statistic I've read, has low self-esteem. That means you don't feel good about yourself. That is no, that's not fun. That's not great. That doesn't feel good. And sometimes you don't actually work on self-esteem. You work on other things. So all the other things that I'm going to give you ideas for are things you could go to work on. And that will help build self-esteem. Now, for some people, all they really need to do, (laughs) I hate to say this, but it is true. Some people, all they need to do is like find the love of their life or get a bunch of friends. I mean, like some people, it's very simple. It's not that complex. There's only one thing missing, like a love or or having a couple of friends or, you know, whatever. So self-esteem, rational thinking. Oh my goodness. Rational thinking. Hopefully you're getting the picture that when you have a warped view of life, you're not going to see yourself the way everybody else sees you. And you want to have an accurate, you want to have a crisp, clear picture of yourself that's accurate in life. So if you have irrational thinking, which is very common, or you have a cognitive distortion, also very common, they're really kind of the same thing, you can deal with that. That can be, that's something you can handle and get taken care of. But you want to have rational thinking if you want to like put the green-eyed monster to bed and not have that keep showing up. Now there's certain kinds of personality types that you want to run from and learning a little bit about psychology can be helpful. Of course, you don't want to end up with an abuser. You don't want to end up with a psychopath. You don't want to end up with a sociopath or a narcissist or a power grabber. I mean, there's all kinds of people you don't want to end up with and you don't want in your circle. However, these people are all over the place. 
they are at work. They're in the organizations you belong to. They might be in your neighborhood. They might be in your family. They might be in your friend group. So the skills that you build to build your own life and to help yourself be happy will help you, along with learning a little bit about psychology, dealing with these people, which I'm calling the problem people. The next suggestion I have is empowering attitudes and beliefs. Well, you've already learned, I just did a podcast on that, but if you have a scarcity mentality that there's not enough love, there's not enough of this or that or money or jobs or success or whatever, then you're, it's a problem. That's a real problem as opposed to an abundance. So you want to get square about your beliefs and make sure your attitudes and beliefs are empowering and that podcast will help. Next, I recommend you learn to control your mind. This is really powerful. It's been done since the beginning of time. There are many, many different ways or techniques that you can use to learn to control your mind. I do have a podcast on that, which might be helpful to you, but I'm talking about people who are prone to negative thinking, overthinking, brooding, ruminating, catastrophizing. Those things aren't helpful. And those things can contribute to you slipping into the green eyed monster. Because you want to remember, you want to have this amazing life. You want to have like everything cooking. You want to be like chugging away, like happy with your life. You know, having control over your mind will really help you with that. I want to help you have with um, amazing life everywhere. The next suggestion I have is that you build a team to go with you. Because Life is way more fun in a group. I mean, assuming they have nice people that don't exclude you. Um, And you want to have prizes and you want to have events and you want to have parties. Yes, you want to have parties. Yes, you want to have events. Yes, you want to have rewards. Yes, yes, yes. And you want to make it fun. Why not? I I mean, I, I did do a podcast about being playful and fun. I'm a fan of having fun every chance I can. Like, that's what I love. I do love that. So take people with you on this journey to have this amazing life. And name your team. Now you can each have your own name for your own little journey. And then you can have no overall team name. I mean, like, you really could ramp it up and have amazing fun. And the last suggestion is you definitely want your own personal reward system and rewards separate from the team, assuming you're going to take that suggestion, because change is hard. And to grow and develop, you're going to want to kind of slink back to the way you've always been. (laughs) And I mean, unless, unless your solution is, you know, you just made a new group of friends and life is great, or you just found the love of your life and life is great, which case none of this applies. But That's not how it's going to go for most of you. So, you know, make sure you have a reward system. I have a podcast on it. I've written about it on newsweek.com, which you can find under my, under my profile. And really you want this amazing life. So you have to be in action. So here's your takeaways. It's time for you to get to work on yourself. So you almost never, ever feel jealous, envious, or resentful because that's possible. The very possible. Then takeaway number two is it's time to focus. Put your focus on having a fun, rich, amazing life.
filled with love and happiness. And takeaway number three is, it's time to assemble a team in some fashion. Get a posse together and, and decide how you're going to make it the most memorable, fun, amazing journey any of you have ever experienced. I don't know why you wouldn't want to do that. I mean, come on. Uh, my call to action is for you to get on the road to growth and development and share this podcast because that can help other people. That's it for now. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life Podcast, episode 99, The Green-Eyed Monster. I hope you got some valuable insights about how to manage and handle jealousy, resentment, and envy. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe so you get the new ones automatically because, of course, you wouldn't want to miss one. Share this podcast on social media and, of course, make me happy by registering for my giveaway on my website. That's it for now. Love you. Take care. That's all.